you have something you would like to share with the class. Hi everybody, welcome back to Infinite <laughs> No, I'm not using that. We got it, we got it, we got it. I can't use that. I don't want to burn people's ears. Okay. Do you want to start recording? Wait, no, it? I'm just going to put a beep there, actually. It's Is that what like you're going to do? Swear. So no okay, one will swore. ever know what you actually did. <laughs> Sworn in you have something five you want to years, share with the class. people are going to be lining up at conventions to be like, what happened in season two, episode whatever the dick? <laughs> like, oh, I can't tell you. I could bleep the part where I said what I did too. Right. Uh, why like, you're disgusting. Just making more work are. for myself. That's all. You are. That's the worst is when we record an episode and then I realize after I committed myself to doing something afterwards, like, oh, I'm going to put like a cool bit there. And then you're I'm like, later to I'm like, oh, you said fuck, it. why did I say I would do that? I'm excited for the fan theories. Uh, email us at ask at infinitequestpodcast.com with your fan theories about what Eric did. <laughs> <laughs> Slash said. You know, it's a whole thing. It definitely wasn't visual humor, that's for sure. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. It's me. Hey, Goot. It is me, Katie Soros. We did it backwards. I felt weird. Do it you again. Did. Hi, everybody. It's me, Katie Soros. And it's me. Hey, Goot. We're a minute and 25 seconds in. Of, I'm sorry for all of, of this. this half-hour episode, welcome yeah, well, to the new format. How are you feeling about it so far? Are you feeling rushed, Eric? I'm you feeling a little, a little rushed, rushed, but it feels good. I'm, I'm, it feels like a lot of times I know I have, like, one big thing I want to say about something, but I... But I don't want to like burn it early because, you know, whereas what, now it's like. What do you have to say? Just put it all out there. Put well, bean, I, beans on the table, dog. Well, I don't know what you're going to title this episode because you title the episodes and you only title them after they're recorded. And I do. Because sometimes all... you say something passably funny enough to be a title. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Schmippity schmop. Don't name this episode. I'm going to name schmop. it Schmippity schmoppity. Don't, please don't do that. People aren't going to know what it is. But no, what I was, I've been thinking about, I was literally, <laughs> Jesus, I was literally losing sleep over this last weekend. You were? Um, what happens? Well, nothing happened. It's just something that is latently frustrating for me. Um, like the, my wind chimes in the background? No, or like when you put your elbow on the table and it goes... I'm, I'm saying a standard amount next to the microphone. No, it's fine. I'm it's, holding it's, my face in place. I'm doing this for you, Eric. That's good. You look you look, you look very interested. Your like, head is cocked to the side. Your chin is resting on your plate. If we were had finally got off our asses and made a video podcast, this would look amazing. It would. Although people are really hard on their video podcast backgrounds now. Have you seen this? Yeah, people are doing whole sets. It's like a whole fucking... We're going to have to build a goddamn set. set. I mean... We have we could do it in the craft room. Yeah. Dude, it's like a whole thing. in the craft room. It's a whole thing. That's a good idea. Anyway, what were you losing? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. Stop Two minutes and 53 seconds. No. So what I was thinking about, nothing happened, but something I think about periodically, and once I start thinking about it, I, like, can't stop, and it's that ADHD and a lot of other um, developmental disorders, but particularly ADHD, because that's what we talk about, how it's always described and diagnosed based on what it looks like to the outside and not based on what the experience on based on the experience of the person with the condition which is understandable i want to i think one of the reasons i get frustrated about this is because i'm not blaming anybody for that because a doctor or a psychiatrist can't become the person that they're diagnosing such to understand exactly their experience like we're all trapped in our own heads in some way um but it just bothers me that so many of these, you know, there's the, the famous 18 questions right. or 18 criteria for yeah. um, ADHD. They're all written for parents <laughs> to describe their kids. Right. Like, does does your kid not shut the fuck up ever? Does your kid, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. No, 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 that's actually <laughs> but, what I said in the book. It yeah, says, does, does your kid not shut the fuck up? Does your kid just not just mouthing off all the time about some random bullshit? Who cares? 
Um, but they're all, <laughs> they're all, fuck your hypothetical kids, says the DSM. That's what the DSM says. Um, I mean, you're not wrong, though. Like, in a very, in a very, like, sort of poignant way. Like, you're not at all wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, um, uh, uh, first the question, for one, if you aren't familiar with the 18 um, questions or, or the 18 criteria in the DSM-5 for ADHD, there are 18 criteria for ADHD. Um, nine of them pertain to inattent- uh, inattentiveness, and the other nine apply to or pertain to hyperactivity. Um, and if, if you got a little combo roll like me, yeah. you can sort of like, it's like an a la carte menu. Exactly. So if you have six <laughs> or more of... Uh, of like the first nine, but not six or more of the second hyperactivity nine, you have an attentive type. If you have six or more of the hyperactive ones, but not six or more of the inattentive type, then you have a hyperactive type. And if you have six or more of both, then you're combined. However, it was amended in the DSM-5, where adults only have to have five for a sufficient diagnosis. It was also amended that it used to be that those symptoms had to be onset before the age of seven. That was also amended to the age of 12. A lot of psychiatrists, including Russell Barkley, who's like head honcho up in this bitch about ADHD, (laughs) argues that there should not be any age of onset required for an ADHD diagnosis. Anyways, there's a lot of moving parts to this. But the point is, is that these fucking questions are archaic. They're as shit. Bad. They're they bad, questions. bad fucking questions. You have them, right? I have them right hit up me, here. I'm hit looking me with at some them. of those questions, dog. I'm going to hit you with my favorites. Okay. All right. I'm going to hit you with this my favorites. This is a highlight reel. Top 10. Um, you won't believe these top five ADHD survey questions. Well, this, is, this one's just my favorite. Is often, quote, on the go, end quote, acting as if, quote, driven by a motor, end quote. What does that mean? Well, again, it's totally lean, it speaks to these were written for adults to describe the behavior right. of their but children. such bad questions. Hit me and, with another one of those questions, well, let's dog. Let's another one. What do we go? Um, Just pick. Oh, well, this one phew, often avoids dislikes or is reluctant to do tasks that require mental effort over a long period of time, such as schoolwork or homework. Um, the reason that bothers me is because it's reluctant. Or, oh, my God, here's another, another one. Um, often fails to give close attention to detail or makes careless mistakes in schoolwork, at work, or with other activities. I'm just, I'm getting riled now. Like. I forgot how much I hated these. I know. I well, because the thing is, so. It's, it's still, it's not. Oh. The thing is, like, I, for one, like, I'm not blaming anybody for anything in this case. Right. I am, the bureaucratic process of how the DSM changes is frustrating. Right. Um, there was a whole team of people trying to get these amended for DSM-5 being like, hey, We've done a shit ton of research yeah. on this since the DSM-4, and we found out that there's a di- actually a better way to diagnose adults, and the DSM committee people They're like, just we like, don't care. Nah. We're going to put these old-ass questions. Nah. Well, they, they allowed them to amend them. They said, like, here, well, or not amend them, to clarify them. So they're originally written, you know, just for children, just say, like, I've right. driven by a motor. But they allowed Barkley and this committee of people to, like, last minute put in, like, some parentheses clarifications so, for example, um, uh, let's see, um, often interrupts or intrudes on others' parentheses, butts into conversation or um, conversation or games, um, often runs about or climbs in situations where it's not appropriate, parentheses, adolescents or adults may be limited to feeling restless. The idea is Which like, is like <sighs> the, for what he, he, he specifically said that like, um, something on your computer went away and I'm scared you're not recording anymore. Uh, okay. You're good. Um, uh, oh, he said that, like, that was last minute. They were in a conference room just trying to figure out what they could send to the DSM people yeah. to get them to put it in. But they were like, we didn't, like, we're fucking scientists. <laughs> like, we want to do research about what we what we want to put in. They were like, we basically just had to, like, do our best to try to amend these questions to have some relevance to adults. 
um, and just like send in some clarifications. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I think bothers me the most is that it really, I mean, I think for kids, it's it's a little different. And I'm speaking from the experience of somebody who got diagnosed when I was 30. But I feel like it, it just paints such an incorrect picture of what the experience of living with ADHD is. And it's like, it's one of the reasons why, I mean, I know we were talking about different topics to do for this episode. And one of the things I have been wanting to talk about for a while is how sometimes I feel like really out of place being like an ADHD advocate. Because I'm like, I don't, I'm not Russell Barkley. Like, I don't have any fancy degrees. Like, I just, I know how to do research and I do a lot of research, but I'm not like a medical professional in the way that, you know, the people who are writing the DSM are. But I could sit down and give you a list of nine way better questions out of my butthole. <laughs> like, I think this is the first time I've said butthole on the podcast. I think it is, Katie. I think this is a historic moment. I'll put it up on the board. Uh, but, like, for real, though, because I feel like it and, it and it so commonly neglects so many of the other issues that are very, very common in conversation with ADHD. Stuff like rejection-sensitive dysphoria, which we're still having arguments about whether or oh, not yeah. it even exists. But, like, addiction and eating disorders and, you know, like, predisposition to, like, risk-taking behaviors in ways that aren't, like, climbing the walls. It's, like, people with ADHD are, like, statistically more likely to, like, get into car accidents and contract, like, STIs and have, like, unwanted pregnancies and, like, on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, and it all comes from this, like, fundamental, I think, misunderstanding of, like, the experience of of ADHD. Yeah, I mean, I, I, w I would point out that things like um, uh, being at greater risks for contracting STIs and getting into car accidents, all that stuff is useful. Having ADHD is a useful predictor of the likelihood of those things happening. Sure. But those things happening are not necessarily useful for diagnosing Except ADHD. that they are, though. It, except well, if, like, if you have, Medically like, speaking, they're not. Yeah, except that, like, if you are a person like me... Listen to me. I just said medically speaking. I'm sorry to interrupt okay. you. I was just is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Like, I mean, I'm going to, like, I don't know. I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Because, like, for me, I don't have, like, the most common presentation of ADHD. I have a combined presentation. And so a lot of that is is how, like, my life has been navigated with ADHD. Now, I'm not saying that, like, if you have an eating disorder, they can diagnose you with ADHD. What I'm saying is that if you look at somebody like me and go, oh, okay, you've struggled with an eating disorder for 17 years. Like, you are really, like, you have a very addictive personality and you've, you know, struggled with, like, substance use and stuff like that. Like, that paints a pretty vivid picture of, like, okay, ADHD could be a thing. I'm not advocating for, like, put eating disorders in the DSM. But what I am saying is that there are so many common comorbidities that could help define ADHD further that we're just ignoring because it's easier to go, well, is your kid bouncing off the walls? Well, is it, Does that is make it, sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah. is it is it help define ADHD further or help lead to... I think lead like pointing to a at diagnosis. ADHD. You know, like, so maybe it's like an asterisk section where it's like, you should also ask about this stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of people that I've run into, like, that is their experience, is they don't get diagnosed with ADHD 
because they rock in and they, you know, ace the nine questions, they get diagnosed with ADHD because it's like, oh, you've been dealing with this and this and this and this and this other comorbidity, which all go hand in hand with ADHD, which, okay, so now we can look at ADHD. Is that... Yeah, no, no, totally, totally. But I, I think I still we're saying think, the same thing except backwards. I think similarly. Well, I think all the stuff that you just said, absolutely, I think is necessary. Like as as if you're talking to the person who you're diagnosing practitioner person, yeah. um, all of those things would hopefully lead them to go, okay, this could be ADHD. But ultimately, once you get to that point, you have to have an actual diagnostic procedure. Right. And that procedure as of now are these... 18 criteria and they're bad and dumb and That's they're bad I'm and dumb there should well be i mean an, there, not, should, there should be an addendum i th- think there should be an there should be a little yeah. like section luckily like, also, do you deal with these things yeah i mean luckily there are a lot of people like literally right now working very tirelessly to to, to make it better but but i also think in these questions there are there are, for one i just want to point we keep calling them questions they're not actually phrased as questions they're phrased as statements um all uh qual- qualified by the word often so like often Which, like, has trouble organizing. Well, this is actually really interesting. The reason the word often is very deliberately chosen and it's because adults are reluctant to say that something is happens often for whatever reason. They did a shit ton of research into this when they were writing these questions. The, apparently adults are very unlikely to say that something happens often unless it really fucking is. Like the specific word. Right. Really interesting. But like right? what does often mean? That's what I get hung up well, on. Well, that's another good question. Yeah. It's like, like, what are we talking like once a week or twice a week or three times a day? Yeah, right? Like, like one often. parent's understanding of what like often is might be different than another. If you have a really strict parent, then like often interrupts might be like once a week, you know? Whereas yeah. for me, often means like I can't finish a fucking sentence before <laughs> someone, you know, like. Also, I want to say we have said often so much, I do feel like we're in a bit in Pirates of Penzance, which is a joke for three people. Moving on. Fun fact, when you say a word a bunch of times and it starts to sound like gibberish, it's called semantic satiation. Really? Yeah, it's an interesting oh, term. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, it's a good word or good term. Um, but also I would point out that in the DSM-5, we all, they also amended it so that um, six or more of those criteria have to be met in the case of children um, according to two or more adult observers, so like a teacher and a parent. So it sure. can't just be one parent because then that one parent might just be a dipshit who thinks like <laughs> often means once a week. Which helps, but, you know. I also just feel like that, I mean, I know this is a huge other episode or episode for another day, but, like, that that's classist. That's classist oh, yeah. on a few levels. Most definitely. Because it's, like, a lot of people don't have a teacher who, like, casually has the time to, like, fill out your yeah, right? psych evaluation. But, like, this idea that, like, the burden of proof is so complex when it comes to neurodiversity. Yeah. It really bothers me. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I That's guess... all I'm trying to say. I, I guess my... This has all been very jumbled because I, I feel a lot about this and it's hard to translate those feelings into thoughts sometimes. You can just, like, feel into the microphone. It's okay. <laughs> just like that. That's what I'm feeling. Very good. <laughs> um, but I guess my, like, thesis on this is it's understandable that you would want an adult to describe the behavior of a child such to diagnose a child because a five-year-old might not, not be gonna, the most yeah. i mean they literally like they they may well how do i say this by nature of being the child themselves yeah. they have the most information on what's going on in their head right. but they're not necessarily articulate enough to express yeah, what it is absolutely. so it's understandable that that would be the case that we would want an adult or presu- well i guess presumably somebody eloquent um or articulate or whatever i don't mean that in like a Somebody who's capable of articulating and describing the yeah, kid's behavior. I got you. That's understandable. Um, but as we're we're learning, 
that ADHD doesn't like stop on your 18th birthday. It pr- funny that it very commonly uh, uh, persists into adulthood. That notion of treating this thing merely as whatever it looks like from the outside persists. And so people like me and you were, are get accused of making careless mistakes very often. And that's the sort of language that I've, I have trouble with because when I make careless mistakes, it's very rare that it's because I don't care. It's usually because I care so much that it end, I end up dividing a very simple thing into 500 different tasks yeah. and I want to perfect each one. But anyway, so I guess my main frustration is that that tendency to describe and deal with ADHD from an outside perspective, what it looks like, has drawn attention away from the actual lived experience of the person, which is, I think, sort of where we come in, where we don't have the letters after our names, but we're apparently decent at describing what it's actually like to be a person with ADHD. Like we know that anxiety and depression are very often comorbid with ADHD. We know that from a, just a data standpoint. Yeah. But why that is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I also don't know, but I can tell you what makes me anxious. What makes me anxious is yeah. knowing that I've almost certainly forgotten something important right now. As we speak at all times, there is likely something that I've forgotten. That's very important. And that makes me anxious. Yeah. And then I realize that I've been I've known that for 10 years and it's still just as bad and that makes me depressed. Yeah. And so the data is useful and necessary, but trying to figure out the actual what's going on in a person's brain, I think is I don't know if equally important is 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 the term. Um but I think on a relationship level it's it's more important. Yeah. Because I agree. a spouse might understand the statistics. You know, like my mom has known statistics on ADHD for a long time, but until I started sharing really openly what what it's like to have ADHD, did she start to understand like my father? Yeah. Like, oh, it's not that he, you know, doesn't care about the thing. It's that, you know, he just just can't control what what he ends up remembering and whatnot. So anyways, I think they're both very important to look at and talk about. And I think the relic of these 18... um, uh, criteria having been phrased as a description of children now moved to a description of adults. Anyways, it's it's kept the stench of like <laughs> ADHD is about the negative effect you have on other people, not about the suffering that you actually go through. Anyways, yeah. I just talked for a long time, but this is a podcast. It's okay, you're allowed. But no, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I mean, I think that's like one of my big, like, one thing that I really don't like to do, and I, and I and I'm always very cautious in in bringing it up, but I think it's really dangerous to establish an us versus them rhetoric when it comes to like the neurotypicals versus the neurodiverse, because like who is neurotypical and who is neurodiverse? You know what I mean? But I think that the idea that our behavior, and by our, I mean like you know enough to be defined in nine very sort of like broad vague statements is like inconvenient and disruptive and problematic whereas like i look at some of my phone is ringing oh no um but like i i look at some of those things and i go yeah but like some of those things are like my skill set some of those things are things that i would look at and go yeah, I constantly run as though driven by a motor because I was a fucking stage manager in an equity house and I was insanely good at my job. 
And then I ran a renaissance festival where I had to run around, you know, like all the time or nothing would get done. And so for me, like that sort of like, I'm going to say go-getter, I hate that phrase, but like that go-getter like energy of like, I'm constantly doing something, I'm constantly on the move, like that's something that I'm very good at. And so then, but on the other side of the coin, then it's also like, well, it's also one of my like fatal flaws is I will overextend myself and overextend Mm. myself and overextend myself. And so it's like, yeah, there's two sides to every coin. But I think diagnostically, this idea that like, we we do things differently like i don't i really struggle with it because i feel like it's it's less of a commentary about i think i'm just saying the same exact thing you are but it's it's less of a commentary about like the impact that adhd has on our lives both good and bad it's like oh i'm annoyed that my seven-year-old won't sit down and eat snacks or whatever you know what i mean yeah totally. i just said the same exact thing no no I, I completely i mean it's 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 like is this person clinically obnoxious <laughs> you know <laughs> like, and it's like that's and that's so thing. cruel like that's yeah. so cruel to look at a kid and be like you are the way you are uh and we don't like that so like and instead of like building support structures and and working with them to support their brain i feel like a lot of time it's approached with this idea of like fixing you know and and that is grody to me yeah i i agree yeah i i agree i think given that we're stuck with actually there's a good quote on this um barkley said uh we're um, because they didn't, Barclays amendments didn't get added to the DSM for, for adults. Um, he said, quote, we're stuck with using children's symptoms that we have to torture in a way to make them uh, applicable to adults. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and so given that we're stuck with this, the, the this seemingly archaic criteria or, or at least archaically worded criteria, um, the best we can do is use it to the best of our ability and then do all the things you just said, yeah. <laughs> help people build support systems, which I think in a lot of ways we're doing. Yeah. Um, but also I think it's interesting you, in some ways they're like a list of skill sets rather than deficits. Like one is um, um, often blurts out an answer before a question has been completed. Yeah, because I know what you're going to say. Because I know boring. what you're going to say, yeah. Boring, <laughs> exactly. talk faster. Talk faster. Well, I mean, that's one of my skills. Like people, I've been described as quick-witted before. Um, don't scoff. You're one of those people who said that. And it's often because when a person's talking, you know, by the time they're 50% of the way done, like I know. So you can just build the joke. I while can they're build the joke up. while they're wrapping up. <laughs> and then by the time they wrap up, you know, I've got the joke, which I'm not saying that's a skill like you should do that all the time because, you know, you should listen to people when they talk. <laughs> Interestingly enough, that is also on the list. But the ability to do that if yeah. necessary is i mean i would consider that a skill yeah. you know it's yeah. it's fun it's a good time it makes it makes you fun at parties it, it does <laughs> but also i would point out that it says uh blurts out an answer to a question before the question has been completed again going back to regulation because if you know what the rest of the question is going to be and have decided your answer um that's all well and good it's the blurting it out part yeah it's the having the lack of um uh the lack of motor control or motor inhibition to yeah. go, ah, wait, for yeah. wait until they finish. Okay. But that's the thing that a, an adult, especially if they hadn't been diagnosed since, as, a, as a child, that's something that they may have already trained themselves out of. Yeah. But it also, and also I think like there's like a very weird in, in specificity to some of the questions because like blurts out answers to questions 
looks very different or sounds very different in question form or I don't know, diagnostic criteria form than frequently and rampantly overshares and will randomly say <laughs> shit to people in the grocery store. Like, but that's like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, often talk successively is on the list. Yeah, but like often talk successively is like that would I think be oversharing, but like interrupting and like interjecting is still different than answering questions because often question, interrupts or intrudes in others. Yeah. Also on the list. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what I, mean? I don't it's mean to like, just directly contradict you. No, it's fine. I mean, ugh, I just mean I to, just, to, to, to say good faith. I like, I trust, I, yes. I'm assuming good faith on the part of the people who are doing this. Yeah. I'm just saying that like from the perspective of somebody who is like examining themselves and mm. like looking at these criteria, which are again, are written for children right? in a world in which like you overshare or whatever like you might read that question and go oh no that's not me right and then you know then it would take you to the next you know question or whatever where like maybe that is covered Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of stretching i think like Mm -hmm. barkley was talking about and i think it all fundamentally comes down to the fact that like adults with adhd whether or not they are super successful like we build our own systems we build our own strategies and like we get ourselves through the day and some people, they're very, I hate saying well-socialized because that sounds like creepy. But, you know, some people are very good at the social aspect. Some people are very good at masking. Some people are very good at, like, creating, you know, this ideal set of behaviors, especially if you come from, like, a more conservative background. And some people aren't. And so it's, like, the people who are, the people like me who can sit and be very well-behaved, be miserable the entire time. But I feel like a lot of times, like, that's why so many people go undiagnosed because the specificity of the questions is based on the, you know, emotional regulation abilities of a seven-year-old, not a 27 or a 37-year-old. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, like, um, you know, often blurts out the answer to a question before the question is finished. Like, sure, when I was a kid, I I think I did that. Um, But, like, if I were to read that, if I were to have known really nothing about ADHD and just, like, today go in to get diagnosed or to, to, to get evaluated. And I read that question. The answer would be no. Like, I, no, I don't do that. Like, yeah. because that's rude or whatever. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I feel the urge to vary the fuck often. Yeah. But I don't because I've trained myself out of it. And that's one of those things where I would want to tell whoever was evaluating me, like, so this, this question here, like, no, I don't. But I want to all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I do it in my head. I'm like, oh, God, I want to finish your sentence. <laughs> like I know what you're going to say. But I don't because I've, you know, I'm quote unquote well socialized. And I imagine a lot of people who have ADHD have been told they don't have ADHD because the str- the strategies and procedures and practices that they've installed in their lives have negated some of them. So yeah. even though the core thing that causes that symptom to be relevant is still very much present, the answer to the question is still, no, I don't do that. I... Which is frustrating as fuck. Okay, I have a very bad idea. And I'm proud of it. So, how much time do we have left? Uh, two minutes and 45 oh, seconds. Okay. Well, we can... Eric, I might fade I, in during that well, intro part. we can. But, Eric, I think we should... I think we should do a series. Oh, yeah? I think we should do a series and we should talk about, the like, each one. And then I think what we should do, though, is we should, like talk about our like actual explanation like say okay here's the question and then if you were like getting evaluated for the first time like what would your genuine honest answer be because i think that'd be really interesting interesting, yeah well because i haven't fucking read these questions in 
Well, I mean, I've read them all the time, but I haven't been administered them. Um, Didn't and... you get asked them all today, though? What? What did when you went in for your appointment? That's why we started. Oh, talking he didn't. About yeah, this. he didn't reevaluate me. Oh, that, that I thought re-evaluate you were getting like me. reevaluated. No, I got last time I got reevaluated, I was twenty two, so that's okay. five years ago. Okay. Um, so I read these questions very frequently. Or again, they're not questions. I don't know why. It's the the eighteen questions just sounds. It's, I feel like it's because like on all the like self evaluation ones, they're always like, "Do you?" Yeah, love they're always phrased as. Yeah. But officially, they are not questions. They are um, clauses. Often fidgets with or taps hands or feet or squirms in seat. Again, the word squirms appears in the dsm just saying a medical text the word squirms appears just but saying does the word butthole <laughs> does now what if we were in charge thank god we're not what's up buttholes and welcome to the dsm6 <laughs> well no but but the idea so i think what really frustrates me is because like i trust i have i i i'm assuming good faith on the parts of everybody behind this. That's because you're better than me. I'm just like, fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck everybody. Everybody sucks except this for you. This is through practice. Um, uh, I, I blame bureaucracy and very slow-moving things, but yeah. that bureaucracy and slow-moving process is there to correct for mistakes so that if somebody has a wild idea, it doesn't just get thrown in there. It has to be vetted for a very long time, which is frustrating as fuck, but ultimately, I think, good. Yeah. Um, but what frustrates me is just that I think they all are addressing the manifestation of a thing that's occurring inside of somebody's head. Yeah. Um, And it would be nice if we could diagnose ADHD based on what's going on inside the person's head, not based on how whatever's going on in that person's head manifests in an observable way by a third party. Yeah. But unfortunately, that seems to just be the best way to do it because people are not very good at being objective about themselves. (laughs) People aren't very good at being objective in general, which is why I'm I'm glad they upped it to, to two outside sources rather than just one. So like one parent who has a fucked up idea of what the word often means can like get their kid diagnosed with whatever. Um, but I think that's ultimately what frustrates me is that I, there's, there, I, I can't point to any one thing and be like, you, you're wrong. Fuck you. You're the reason this is bad. Is It's just fucking hard to make objective categorizations out of the complicated chaos that is humans and human brains. Like, it's fucking hard um, and deeply interesting. Um, but anyways, I think that's what frustrates me about it is, is, is that nobody's doing anything wrong. It's just hard. Yeah. And we got to keep on trucking. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if you do want to hear us do that series... Um, cause I, I think part of my, um, discursivity to, at the top of this episode was because I just didn't know where to start because <laughs> there's That's so many ways to attack it. So perhaps, uh, uh, yeah, a series yeah, of just going through should. each one. If you want to hear a series, email us at ask at infinitequestpodcast.com. <laughs> ask at infinitequestpodcast.com. Anyways. Nailed it. I totally fucking Crushed nailed it. that. Good job. God, this feels weird. It feels like we're in the middle of the episode. I know. But it's the end. Well, technically, well, yeah. I, I guess. I Anyways. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. I know. Me too. I'll catch you again on Thursday. Bye. For... See you on Thursday. See you on Thursday. I hate this. This feels weird. Bye. Change is hard. Oh boy, that was a good that was a good one. It was a very short. Did you see, it was a short. Yeah, it felt so weird it stopping feels, after half I know, an hour. I feel like we forgot half of our job. Oh, that reminds me, we do have a Patreon. Um, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's Patreon.com/slash/InfiniteQuest. If you want to help support us, uh, the, the patrons allow us to actually do this like as our jobs, 
and bring you guys good content and stuff on all the things. Um, so please do follow us on TikTok if you're not already, which is, I mean, it'd be weird if be you weird weren't, if you weren't. Frankly, <laughs> it really would be. Otherwise, what are you doing here? Are you? Do you not subscribe to us on on TikTok? If you don't, yeah. If you don't subscribe an, to us on an TikTok, email at ask at and tell us how you came to find us. I would be interested. Yeah, I mean, like, did you just, like, walk past the studio someday and you're like, that looks like they're having a good time in there and then you inquired <laughs> or something? I don't know. Also, right. follow us on Twitch. You can follow us on Twitch. You're probably not follow us on uh, Twitch. And all the places. Uh, because your following us allows us to keep this work sustainable uh, and our work of advocacy and education for neurodivergency, uh, you know, at the table. That and was better than mine. That important. Was good. I know, because I practice. You did. <laughs> you did practice. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be posting another episode on Thursday. We'll see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye, everybody. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And we love you. And have a snack. I think was that. I was, uh, that yeah, I was going to do there? the full one on Thursdays. So oh. I made like a like a plan. Oh, okay. I was going to do like a little you short a boy, and then have like the full boy. So it's like a thing. We don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just bored. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love you, sweetheart. I'm sorry. That was great.